Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Gardening Podcast with your hosts Matt and Mike where we talk about what it's like to own and operate a gardening business inside of the UK. We talk about gardening, we talk about business, we talk about tools. Make sure you stay tuned. Welcome back. We're going to be talking about invoicing and making sure that you get paid for the work that you've done. And we're going to go through residential, we're going to go through commercial, we're going to hit the lot. So it's a bit of a, it's probably one of the biggest yeah, it's probably one of the biggest questions I see asked on Facebook groups. Yeah. Is usually somebody panicking that they're not going to get paid. There is variety beyond belief in every single trade person and every single trade business in terms of lead times, in terms of, you know, some people leave a garden that they've done that day and they're like, I haven't been paid. And... They start to panic. I might not have even sent the invoice yet. Some people wait till October and send five months worth of invoices out because they hate the admin. The variety is huge. And I think it comes down to a few, and I'll tell you some stories about some experiences I've had in a bit. But I think it comes down to really your basic level of... um, Well, your basics in your business, so your standards and your expectation that you have with the customer, because obviously some people are reoccurring and they are almost anticipating the invoice coming at the end of the month, at the end of the job, yeah. whatever that looks like, or just as and when, you know, they fit with, it with whatever system you've got or lack of system and they will just get paid. They'll just pay it whenever, they, whenever it lands or a week after it lands or whatever. Now, if you're using a proper CRM or a um, a proper system to do your invoicing, then obviously on there you can put what your payment terms are. Some people do seven days, some people do 14 days, 15 days, I heard, um, 28 days, 30 days. The variety is huge. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. Now, um, I personally do seven days for invoice unless you're commercial. Even some commercial I do because if they don't if they haven't established their payment terms in on the invoice, then you're just getting treated like a regular a regular customer, a residential customer. And yeah, so I do seven days and dependent on when it's sent out that week, they might get a reminder on the Friday of that week as well. Because I use a CRM, the reminders are really easy to do. So let's say, Mike, I cut your grass and I had on a fortnightly basis and I sent you your invoice on a Tuesday. I was sending your invoice. I would then ping it again on Friday just as a bit of a, come on, mate, reminder. Nothing. I won't change the wording. It'll just be the invoice repeated. And I'll do that every Friday until it's paid. Now, obviously, the etiquette is to allow 28 days, in my opinion. Now, you can dispute that if you want to, but that's invoicing, tends to be invoicing terms before things get fruity between the two of you. Um, And, yeah, so I ping it every Friday, that's just something I do. And 
if it, but obviously if it's sent on Thursday or Friday, I usually skip a week because, like, I'm I'm not that desperate for it. But it's just nice because I like to see that revenue number of, of accounts receivable reduced. You know, it's a little target. It's a bit of fun. See how much money we can get in. And of course, all my commercial stuff always stops it from getting to zero because I'd have to cancel them all <laughs> for it to get to zero. And I'm not doing that. Um, so I all will always in the accounts receivable have. The lowest I can kind of get it to is about 900 quid um, owed out. That's about the lowest I can. I got it to 900 quid once with everything in, and I was like jumping up and down and you know patting myself on the back. That's about as low as I can get because you're always in arrears with commercial. Anyway, the yeah, so I ping it on a Friday, every Friday, and then when it gets to to be honest, it's not when it gets to 28 days. It's when, like, I've noticed it's got to 28 days on that Friday. So if it lands on 28 days on the Monday and then I come to do my pinging on a Friday. And, and when I say pinging, it makes it sound like I sit down with a list and, you know, methodically cross-reference it. I just literally go, bu -bu 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 -bu, down my CRM and then it just, you know. Because by the time you've... You could have had five pings by the time 28 days is up. And to me, that's enough to start getting, as I call it, fruity. So after 28 days, I'll stop service. And people might just go, oh, you're still doing service. To me, I don't want to ruin my route. And I don't no, want to, and I don't want to be looking out going, oh, Mrs. Jones hasn't paid. I better skip her. And then Mrs. Jones pays the day after I come. And then she's like, oh, I paid you now. Could you come do my lawn? I think the awkwardness of you coming again is sometimes a bit of a, oh, I can't go outside and wave at them because I've not paid yeah. them. Aren't I daft? I've had so much going on because we've been to Tenerife and the dogs just died and blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, people live lives. So I don't stop service. And what do I also get by not stopping service? I don't get a massively overgrown lawn when I come back to doing it. And you'll probably have those that go, well, I'll just charge and double. Well, that's you. This is me. And, yeah, so I don't skip service. I just carry on going until... Until it reaches 28 days, because that's taking the mick a little bit. And then, because if it's if it's lapsed to 28 days, I'm not going back anyway. I'm done with you. And um, I'm quite happy to get rid after that point, if you've waited that long. I mean, if you've had five invoices from me and I've not stopped service, you're taking the mick. And if you keep... You're just going to do it again, aren't you? Because what I'm going to do, knock on the door and go, I've got kids to feed. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to, I'm not going to alter their mindset. I'm going to pay it and they're going to be like, can't okay, remember when that lawnmower was done. And, you know, they're, they're going to be annoyed about it because they know they've got another invoice that's coming. Yeah, and yeah. they're already in arrears. So they're not going to feel good about paying it. I, I don't feel good about it. And 
I'm probably, yeah, so anyway, I've written them off by that point, anyway. And that's when the letters start. So, because I use a CRM, and a lot of CRMs do this, it tells me when the email has been opened. Now, if I've pinged them a couple of times, and they haven't opened the email, either the blank in me, there's a little problem with their email, it could be going into junk, because it does happen. They could be one of these people that are sat with 16,000 emails, unread emails in, the, in their inbox, um, and they've just missed it for a few days, and it's just not that high on their agenda. So that's when I text. So there's just a little, yeah, if I've noticed they've not even been opening them, I'll message them, and then I'll know that they've at least read it, because I'll assume that they've they've passed on. If they're not reading their email, they're not passing not not picking up the phone so i'll assume that they've departed this life and then my two lawnmowers is least of the worries so um but yes i will yeah i'll start the letters and basically the letters consist of um me uh saying we've been out this money for x amount of time we are going to be looking at the next level or the next process. Uh, it's worded really well. I can't exactly. I don't send them out very often. So, um, you know, and we'll be looking at such things like we have done in the past, which is debt collection. And um, we'll be looking and seeing if this is eligible. Uh, we'll be doing this on Friday, which is, I don't know, Friday the 3rd. If you do wish to clear this before then, it will be the um, on the on Thursday the 2nd. Um, is, your late, is your latest time if um, if you decide to pay then that's great um, if not then please do not pay after the third I always put that please do not pay after the third because it might well be somebody else's to deal with by that point yeah and that really pushes people because they're like well who are you going to send it to and they're like going to send it to loan sharks debt collectors gangsters <laughs> Daniel Silverman, you know, like it. There's like you know, it starts in the mind wandering of like CCJs and stuff like that. And in essence, um, you're only going to go to small claims court for um, <clears throat> you're only going to go to small claims court for stuff that's of a half decent value, or even start a process because there's um there's charges to it, and. You know, I'm not really in the spirit of going to debt collection people because it's a bit of a it's a bit of a bounty hunter unregulated world that I'm not that keen on. But I have done it and I had to do it for somebody because I couldn't go to small claims court and uh, and it worked. They got the money, I got my money. Nobody won, to be honest, except for the debt collection people. They won. Um, <clears throat> But anyway, so, yeah, just politely suggesting that that might be something that we look at. Now, a few of you might be like, yeah, go, yeah, get that money, yeah, too right. Some of you might be like, oh, that's a bit harsh, and I could never do, I could, I could never do that. A few of you might be like, yeah, that's great, but what about your reputation as a business? What if they, what if they one-star you on Google? What if they tell all the friends? What if? What if? What are they going to tell the friends? I didn't pay the gardener, yeah. and then he threatened to sue me. Great story. Pass me the biscuit. <laughs> like, it's not. 
it's not a great read. And then you go on the Google, you go on the Google. What have I turned eighty? So you go on Google, and then you look at your, um, and you get a review. You get let's say you get a one star review, turned, um, turned a bit mean, and this and a little bit unprofessional. Blah 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 blah. Now, I'm not suggesting that one star reviews are the greatest thing in the world. But they're also not the most devastating thing in the world because it gives you an opportunity to show what a great service provider you are in the comments. Because if you've got more than like 20 five star reviews, like I do it all the time, I'm not reading the five star reviews. I don't care. They say wonderful things about you, and I'm sure you're great. And I do it with every single service. I go for the horror stories, especially yeah. when it's restaurants. I can't wait oh, to hear about the, best, cold, yeah. the cold food, the spilt wine, the bad service, the guy who had been working there for 10 years and he just had enough, threw the tray across the living room and cut someone's head off. I can't wait for the bad stories. And it's the same with service providers. So if you do get a one-star review, it's a really great opportunity to write something in the comments that's really highly professional and makes you look like a legitimate person that's doing business, which you are, and... To be honest, any customer that reads it and goes, well, I can't believe they can't believe they got nasty after twenty eight days. Don't want those. You don't want, any, you, no. don't want, don't want those customers now. No. And anyone with that's a half decent customer is gonna read that and go, as if you didn't pay as if you didn't pay them in twenty eight days, I'd have got rid of them anyway. And then they see all the all the other stuff saying, look, we're a small business, we rely on regular cash flow unfortunately we did try and contact you seven times uh we even didn't stop cutting your lawn until right at the end so i'm sorry it's ended this way but you know thanks for your business in the past and i'm sorry it's been left how it's been left you read that and you're like whoa, whoa the guy can spell um and the, you know the, like they seem nice and like i'd pay them within 28 days obviously why wouldn't you i'm not that i'm not that guy so it's actually not the worst thing in the world. And they are the guilty party at the end of the day. Yeah. Now, if you've done some... Now, if you've done a clean-up, for example, which is a famous one, and they've not paid you because you've missed six weeds in the garden bed, I'll be honest, you probably didn't do a very good walk-around with them afterwards, and you didn't sign it off very well. Now, if you did sign it off very well and they're just looking for any excuse, it's a hard one and you need to judge that. So I had an incident with a lady who had signed off really, really well. I literally, I thought I had anyway. I literally walked every garden bed. It was a massive property. I walked everywhere, told them exactly what we'd done. My problem was I was so busy. I was early days this I hadn't invoiced her for about a week after we'd done it because I just got busy and like you can make up all the excuses in the world. Now, had I invoiced her the same night, I'd have probably got paid. But she spent the whole week, I think, looking for problems. Now, mm. not in a nasty way, but I think she'd spotted something and then that thing had just exacerbated and she'd just... And then every time she was just like, that garden has ripped me off. The garden has ripped me off. He missed that dandelion. And, you know, fair dues, I missed it. 
but she didn't by the time i got around to sending the invoice and then sending a reminder going where the money she was like the dandelion and it wasn't like <laughs> come down pick the dandelion and it wasn't one dandelion she was we were in a debate how much ivy to take out the ground yeah and i kind of in the initial quote real or thought and realigned expectations as to how much we were going to be taking out so i said to ground level but i didn't do the job for eight weeks after it because they were on i think they were going on holiday or something they were doing something or another it was flat back in the middle of the season and i had actually written ground level on the on the quotation as well but anyway they didn't <clears throat> for whatever reason that got missed and they wanted it all removing. Now, if you've ever removed massive lumps of ivy from the ground, you'll know what a pain it is, yeah. and how it's and how it's um, and how it needs to be charged at a really high level. And my ground level was sufficient for what I charged. To be fair, even though it was early days, but it wasn't sufficient for her. Although it was sufficient on the walk around, so I do sometimes debate that because I did walk her and was like. You okay with that? We've got it down to ground level. Got out as much as you can, uh, but this is going to be an ongoing thing. I mean, it was it was years old. I mean, the house is about four hundred years old anyway. The ivy looked like it was it had arrived at the same time. And anyway, so you know, maybe and with that case, just to cap that story off, um, we decided that I said how long it would take me to remove the ivy, and then I just reduced it off the bill. And I got paid for it. Did I like doing that? No. Was I going to attempt to remove the ivy myself? No. <laughs> and I did that based on. I said, look, if it's if it's the ivy on the floor that's bothering you, and the one dandelion, that's where I grew after I arrived. That must have been a seedling. Um, I just took it off. Took. As the kids say, took the L and <clears throat> went from there. It turned out to be very, very, um, I can't say very, very break even, but it was about a break even job. And <clears throat> I was I was kind of okay with that. Now, had I invoiced her that night, probably a different story, to be yeah. fair. And, you know, looking back now, I mean, it wouldn't happen to me now. That was a. Uh, those the old grassroots days, the old <laughs> days. Um, it's um, yeah, it wouldn't happen to me now. But you know, you don't know what you don't know at the time. I handled it the best way I possibly could, and I'm not going to dwell on losing thirty quid or whatever it was. Anyway, um, we yes, so invoicing on time is very very important, and having your payment terms really really clear. Now, commercial gets awkward. Because unless you're a really well-established commercial provider, you're not really going to be able to dictate permit terms. Because you're a very, very insignificant very small part of the chess piece. Yeah. yeah. And um, unless you're not bothered about the business, then you could probably play hardball, but the majority of us would be if we got a decent size commercial contract and the only issue was the payment terms you'd probably just be like it's frustrating but i'll do it now 
they do take the mech a little bit, to be honest, some people. Um, I've got a few uh, contracts that are great. I've got a few that are shocking. I've got a few that just let the invoices pile up until I, until I have an angry phone call with them and then all of a sudden they're paid within three days. And, yeah, it's not all plain sailing. Now, there is ways that you can start to add interest to these commercial contracts. That's interesting. <laughs> is it? Nice pun. <laughs> the, um, but there is obviously a bit of a potential end of relationship element, which is very, very similar to threatening small claims court and and, um, and debt advice. Now, you are going to lose probably that customer, to be perfectly honest. So you do need to work out how hard while you're going to go with it. Um, to be honest, I find the best way to get paid from commercial clients, if they're dragging the heels, is find the right people in the department and bug them. Let me say that again. Irritate them. <laughs> Ring them. Email them. Fax them. Pigeon them. Whatever you need to do, you just keep going at them. At, so I have one that lost my invoice. Lost it. It's an email. How would you lose it? It's to a generic email, which his entire function is to collect invoices. It was invoices at thiscompany.org. Like... You lost it. Like, it's here. I'll send you it again. You know, still in my outbox. And so we, we had a wonderful little debate about it. And then um, when they did find it, magically, uh, they re-put it back into the system. And I was like, what do you mean re-put it back into the system? As if it's a giant invoice paying machine that's just pumping out, pumping out <laughs> receipts. Like, don't be ridiculous. What are you talking about? And what they meant by that was a new 28 days. Oh. So it's going back into the system, back in time almost. This was the Doctor Who of, in, of gardening invoices. It was going back in time to another 28 days. It had already been about 40 days because I've been bugging them for 10 days. And, yeah, they wanted to put it back through the system. Now, what they also do, this wonderful little company, which I won't name, because I still work for them. Oh, they've, got a much, they've got a much better they've got a much better system now. They, they, they know not to uh, they know not to mess with me. No, it's um, no. They, they've sorted themselves out. To be honest, they've got a new manager of whatever department, um, and they're, yeah, they're, they're good now. Anyway, the um, they were having a wobble, I think. Anyway, so not only do they do 28-day payment terms, they also put it onto the next batch run of payments. So I'm like, batch run, what do you mean? It's 28-day payments, you're not just paying after 28 days. Oh, no, we pay on the next batch. I'm like, oh, great, so when's the next batch? And usually the next batch is about 10 days after your 28 days. So I'm like, sound, so it's now a 38-day payment system. So if you lose it, and they want to put it back into the big invoice paying machine, it's now going to be 80-day payments. Oh, great, this is fantastic. So Genius, um, I'd be losing payments all the time. Yeah, just keep putting it back into the system. Get a new one, put it back into the yeah. system. Just sit on it for a few weeks, put it back in the system. And anyway, so there was a few angry phone calls, cutting off services, um, 
phoning the site manager tears no there was no tears um there was um i had to be prepared to walk away from that and <laughs> walk away from it. i was going to drive a car out to the front door but the <laughs> i was i was fuming like just annoying because because the problem was it was actually two christmases ago that this happened so i wanted to wrap the business up like yeah yeah you know, wrap it up in a nice nice little ball and we you know Tiny Tim can come round and we'll have our turkey. Yeah, lovely little Christmas. Anyway, I couldn't do that because there was always outstanding stuff. And do you know when the next payment run was? Because I'd phoned them on like the 15th of December. Oh, it'll be January the 8th before the next one. Like January the 8th? So that's, oh yeah, because we closed for Christmas. I'm like, so the invoice lapses. It's 28 days. On the 13th. And you're telling me you're not going to pay me until they're like the seventh or something. They were like, yeah, like, great. So that's now a 45 day invoice. Like, after it had already been lost for goodness knows how long. Like, just, it's just laughable. And to be honest, it's not unique. Like, I swear people just like, sometimes they just get, just ignore a few invoices. And I mean, to be honest, like, See what happens, yeah. you know, like, People do that in the residential market, and so why I'm doing the commercial, but it's annoying when it's me. But yeah, so um, I've had a few bad payers in terms of that was just a little commercial story, to be honest. You need to just work out the payment days, and if they turn into bad payers, you need to find the right person and bug them. That's my suggestion. The residential market, I've had a few bad payers, not many, and I. Definitely through experience and through, yeah, I'd probably just say experience, to be honest. I've, and I guess cultivating a better customer base, because you get all the weirdos and the wafers, waves and strays at first, don't you? Yeah. Or when you advertise. <laughs> you throw, yes. Sometimes you get weird Facebook messages, like I did last night. Anyway, um, the, the, Residential is, um, yeah, see, obviously, so yeah, I've cultivated a better customer base and they, they pay me more reasonably than the, some of the other people. But I was waiting, <laughs> funny really, I was waiting, um, somebody moved out and there'd been a customer for about probably a year, maybe, like when I first, one of my very, very first customers had moved out. And it was like, could you just do a final lawnmower? And you're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And I was going to at the time saying, yes, but I want you to pay me beforehand. But she sent me this lovely message. She was just like, oh, it's been so nice. It's been so nice. The lawn looks wonderful. If we could take you with us, we would do, you know, like real sweet. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, they're not going to rip me off. Not me. I'm the beloved gardener. And yeah, so I um, I mowed the lawn, and I made it look really nice. And he stayed and came round. Was you know with a little chat. I was pretty good, and I left. And I thought I'll email them now with the invoice because I've just finished. I can send them little completion photos as well. I'll see how I'm. And then because they're not going to be wanting to pay an invoice when they're moving to the new place because they'll have all the new right. stuff to do. Yeah. So I'll wrap it up for them. Make it you know make it good. So I'll send it now. Opened instantly. No payment. You know what's coming, don't you? 
but I mean, it is a, it is a bad invoice pay episode, so if they paid it straight away, it'd be a short story. The, um, yeah, and it was, I think it was June, and it got paid in December. Bloody hell. Wasn't worth the chasing, to be honest. No. It turned into a bit of a fun game for me, though, because it was only like, I think it was 35 quid. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, like, <laughs> you know when you just, like, Mrs. was on TikTok, there was nothing on TV, I was like, I'm going to bug this person again, and it turned, into a, like, <laughs> it turned into a thing, and then it was like, oh, I've just lost my job, I've just moved, I've just this, and I was like, you can't have £35 spare in your bank account, like, you are not living a good life in the slightest, you're not living a life where you should have somebody mowing your lawn, that's for certain. Yeah. Um, and it did get paid, and I chased it down, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I just to be honest, it wasn't any sort of structure or schedule, and I certainly wasn't going to um, go to small claims court because I think it's fifty quid before you even start for small claims court in the UK. It's just thirty five quid. <laughs> I wasn't that bitter, so um, yeah, it happens, and. You know, I have, I have lost a few quid before, to be honest. Um, there was a very, very early days. I did a student house, and they, it came. Sorry, the student house came from a recommendation of a really good customer who does have student houses, and she passed me on to a friend, and we did the garden clearance, invoiced, all good. Now. Nowadays, I would go to a student, because I'm, I'm I like to think I'm a bit of an a expert in maintaining student houses, the amount I've got on the books and Airbnbs. Yeah. And if I went to it nowadays, I'd be like, there's no way I'm working for these people. They don't even, they don't, even, they don't maintain the garden. They do it annually. Like, there's seven students in the house. Like, they're obviously not short. So, they obviously don't kind of care that much so right now i just walk away i'd be like you're one of those student house owners that i'm not interested in working in working with but thanks not in them days not in the early days um so we clean we cleaned it got paid oh could you take a look at number 14 so and so street yeah no worries oh this is turning to a good customer Mm. i get to i get to clear shite out of another student house isn't this good so we did cleaned it invoiced them Oh, while you're there, can you look at number twelve Burba Bur Street? I'm thinking this is this is the third the fourth house. It's like how many houses do these people have? Um and um got to the fourth house, cleaned it, invoiced it. Still hadn't had the invoice from number two. And I'm like, mm, this is weird, but she paid one, three, and four. And I was like, summit's up here. And then she rings me, she went she went, we've just paid you number four. And I'm like, all oh, right, okay, yeah, thanks very much. But you've left mess everywhere. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, in the bushes, there's mess. And I was like, in the bushes? I was like, what, litter and stuff? She's like, no, it's just mess. And I was like, all right, okay. And I was like, I trimmed the bushes. There was, I didn't see any litter. Because, like, I... 
I'd let her pick it out if I did, if I was maintaining it. If I was doing a hedge, I wouldn't just leave it. Especially if it was a student house, because I know that landlords are not very close to the coal face on it, so I'd always do those little extra things. I told you I'm a student house expert. So I'd always do that. I'd always do those little things. And um, the... So I was like, right, no worries. I'll tell you what, I'll go right around. Don't forget invoice number two. And she's like, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I'll ring you about that later. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. So I went around to the house, and somebody just fly-tipped. Like, oh, no. Two bags on the lawn. Just two bag for life, just hooked over the thing. Just They live in student build, aren't they? So they were probably... Yeah. The students were moving out, and they probably just threw it in the neighbours. So I was like, hmm, weird. So I took a picture, just picked both the bags up, went to the general waste, opened the lid, put them straight in again. Problem solved. Like, it, like, it took me seven seconds to resolve it. So I messaged her back, and I was like, look, this is what it is. It wasn't there when I did, when I, when I did the thing, but it is actually general waste. I am there to do the gardening. Like, but anyway... And she went, oh, yeah, okay. Um, well, thanks, I guess. And I'm like, hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. That was a bit of a weird terminology. And I said, so what about number 14? Blah, 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 street. And she was like, oh, yeah. Um, the student said you didn't do a very good job. And I was like, right. Um, <laughs> okay. I said, <laughs> I said, with the greatest respect, that house had more baking in it than Mr. Kipling Factory. Yeah. They're not a reliable source. They probably think I didn't tidy the unicorns up properly. Like, it's, <laughs> it was not in a good position. She was like, oh, right. And I was like, look, here's the before and afters. And then she went... And she was talking about something else, and she's like, well, what do I do? The students are, the students are saying you didn't do a very good job. And I'm like, but here's before and afters. Like, what more do you want doing? You, know, I've done exactly what I said I was going to do. What do you want doing? She's like, yeah, what the students said. And I'm like, I'm thinking you're just trying to get out of pain. Anyway, then she started going on about telling everybody that I'm this and I'm that and the other. And I was like, I was thinking, do you know what, like, She's a fr- very good friend, somehow, of somebody that I, I have a really big contract with. And she, I really like this other woman. Yeah. And I, think she, I think she's great. And I thought, you know what? I'm just not going to pursue this. And it wasn't a fortune. It was like 100 quid, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't a fortune. It wasn't a particularly big job. It was a tiny little courtyard. And I didn't pursue it. I would now. Yeah. Goodness me, I would now. <laughs> I would not be. <laughs> oh, okay, no chance I would let that go. So I have hardened up a little bit, and you do that with experience. So if you are listening to this and you're in the first year and you're debating whether to go out after stuff, um, if you've done a good job and you can prove that you've done a good job and you've you've set a really good standard right from the off in terms of payment dates and you're really super clear about what you do, what you're doing on the job what your payment dates are and how you pay just go after it 100%. don't worry about it um and if you listen to this episode to seek permission because it's the end of the year 
and you've not gone after something as hard as you should have done, just go get it because you've earned it. And if you haven't done all of those things, then maybe like me, you let it, you let the odd thing go, like I did in the past. I've not let anything go for two years now. And <clears throat> you know, yes, maybe that was a hilarious lawnmower for thirty-five quid chasing story. But I tell you what, I'm saying thirty-five pound richer after that. Yeah. <laughs> Worn out from all the messages, but thirty-five pound richer. Don't spend um, it too quick. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. We're worth thirty-seven now. Um, inflation. But yes. So, um, have you got any questions on invoicing? Have you faced any? like bad payers or challenging to get money out of no what you're forgetting is i'm six foot four i don't have the shoes you just intimidate (laughs) your way into into a good bank account yeah no to be fair i've not really i tell you what mike Mike large would be all right wouldn't he he's got two inches yeah it's that debt Um, collection company yeah, well, you will face it, and you will have a really yeah. awkward customer, oh, awkward conversation with a customer. And I guess if you, right from the offset, go in and get all those things that I just mentioned about well, that, communication. That's, yeah, stuff. that's the the idea. Um, and that's what I've done fairly well stand, so far. Yeah. yeah, you can you can just stand behind it, and um, you know maybe I, I mean you got to remember where I and and I guess you to a certain degree, I came from a retailing background, which was where everybody asks for they don't they dislike something and the immediate is to throw money at it or want you to yeah. want them to have money thrown at them and <clears throat> to be honest sometimes when you don't get the backing from your own customer service department you kind of just become a little bit like yeah all right whatever yeah it's not even worth the argument or um but yeah you've got to fight for it when it's your own because there ain't no customer service department in this business. He's no. the same as the HR director. Yeah. <laughs> He's the same as the accounts receivable manager. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's, uh, <laughs> he's not afraid anymore to go after that money. So, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you very much for listening. I hope you, in the next few days, are fabulously wealthy from all that debt that you've gone after. And, uh, yeah, we'll speak to you in the next one. See you later. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you would like to share your grassroots story, then please be sure to email us at thegrassrootspodcast at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get back to you and hopefully get you a scheduled slot. We'd love to hear your story. Alternatively, if you've enjoyed today's show, then we really would appreciate a well-worded five-star review on whichever platform you've tuned in from. Thank you very much. Catch you in the next one.